When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're living in a trailer in your in-law's backyard. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. How did you get in this mess? We just overspent. Biggest money mistakes. At one point I had about 40 purses. 40 purses. That's to carry all the money you didn't have. <laughs> Financial facts. You don't have two dimes to rub together and you're still trying to buy a $2,000 watch? What time you got? 42. That's the time I got, so that one works. And fiction. You're willing to put your family in debt to impress people you don't know. Plus. Do you know how much money is in savings? There's nothing. The Real Housewives of the OC. Your son's how old? 23. Get a reality check. He went and bought a $4,000 dog, and he wants you to make his car payments. What, what's wrong with that thinking? Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. I know things are tough out there, but we can do this. If it matters to you, that's what I want to talk about. 10 seconds to end. We love you. Well, thank you. This is going to be a changing day yeah. in your life. Ready, camera five. Three, take track. Go, Dr. Phil. Let's do it. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, today talking about something you want to hear. We are revealing the biggest financial mistakes you can make to ruin your credit, lose what you have, and crash your life. Now, here's the question. Do you make them? If so, you don't have to after today, I promise you, because these are things we can change. Now, the people who will be on this stage have made most of them. They've been pretty thorough, I promise you. And I plan on helping them and you in the process. Now, here's what my first guest spent their money on. 60 parties hosted, 10 trips to Maui, five cars and 40 designer handbags. Now, they've lost the cars, lost the house, and have nothing. The only thing they have is tension and conflict. Now, Brad and Yvonne, where, where are you here? Y'all, come on up. Now, you, you guys, let, let, let me ask you something here. When you look at what we, we have up, what do, you, what do you think about that? It was nice while it lasted, but I wish it was still here. Have you learned something from this? Oh, definitely. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes, I have. <laughs> it's taken up to now. Really? But I have learned. The biggest issue for Brad and Yvonne is how they lost their 3,200-square-foot house. Now, here they're going to take us on a tour of what they once owned. This is the way to our old house. It's on a golf course. This is the golf course that we actually were members of. This is a private golf course. And here was our house. That was our house. This is the golf cart garage. That was where all the parties were. Okay, nice while it lasted, but here is where they live now, in a trailer in Yvonne's parents' backyard. Hey, Dr. Phil, we live in a trailer and don't have the money to buy a home right now or even rent because our credit is really shot, but 
It's been tough. It's been definitely different for us yep. as a family of four. We have two younger daughters. There's the AC unit that we just put in over the summertime because actually it's a swamp cooler. The AC was costing my parents their PG&E bill like $300 more a month. Here is the porta potty pipe. This goes all the way around and my parents have a actual dump station here. So my husband has to dump it at least once a week. This is where I do my laundry. My parents, they have a barn down here. So we put our washer dryer in here. We bought our refrigerator down here too. So we're able to store extra food. Here's actually our storage. These are some of my kids' clothes. So this is all their spring clothes that I've just swapped out for all the winter clothes. Chairs, my husband's golf clubs for the golf course. TVs, that's my bar. Up here is a bunch more of our stuff. See, it's gonna make me get emotional because it just sucks that we have to have this all stored. And I don't even remember what I have up here. It's all around been tough, different, stressful, intense. Difficult to watch? <clears throat> Difficult for you to watch? Definitely. Difficult to live? Yes, extremely. So how did you get in this mess? Obviously we just overspent. Um, Why? At the time we had a nice business, things were going great. Um, we had good income coming in, so we obviously lived up to those means. A lot of people are in financial problems in America right now for yeah. problems they didn't create. A lot of people are in financial trouble because the economy crashed on them, General Motors shut down, people that they didn't have influence over made stupid decisions from Washington to boardrooms around the country and victimized them. I get that. And then there are people, and there's some overlap, there are people who self-destructed because they were financially irresponsible. I get the feeling that you fall in category two financially irresponsible and you can't change what you don't acknowledge is that true or is yeah, it yeah i believe it yeah financial irresponsible definitely uh, i, I mean, see that as now but earlier when you're in that spot and you have the money you spend it and then when you drop but did and you, you have the it, money you bought five cars yeah. uh, a truck hot rod a, a, a chevy truck a sports car street bikes two quads three dirt bikes dune buggy Camper with camping trailer, hauling trailer for the quads and dirt bikes, hosted 60 parties, $25,000 worth of jewelry. D can you all afford that? Could you afford it at the time? And if so, what do you need with five cars? There's only two of you that I count. Yeah. Uh, it's just a feeling of what you have is what you made. But I, at the, at now that I look back, I, we couldn't afford all that. When I, look, when I look back now, I wonder how, how we did afford it. I wonder, what were we thinking you, you on most of it? Exactly. Yeah. You, you didn't. You see, that was, that was the fiction. And the number one mistake that people make is they make financial decisions based on emotion, impulse, need, or what they deserve. I mean, look at, where do you guys come down? Emotion, impulse, yes. or you just say, well, we need it. The fact that you need it doesn't mean you can afford it. It just right. means that you need, need it. it. Yeah. Or you deserved it. We have worked hard. We've got a good business. We've sacrificed. We deserve this. Do you, do you yeah. grade your paper? You, you fail on, on all it. four? I fail on the, pretty much all four, but the impulse is probably the worst for me. And your wife tells me that now today you're living in a trailer in your in-law's backyard. You don't have two dimes to rub together, and you're still trying to go out and buy a tag watch. You're still wanting to go spend money on other things. Is that true? That's true. We, we just stood right over here. I was standing right here and said, do you get this? 
Oh, yeah, I get it. Do you really get it? Oh, yeah, I get it. Do you really get it? Yeah, she doesn't, but I kind of get it. Did, did, I, did I do that right? You did it right. And, and now we're sitting over here, and you're living in a trailer in your in-law's backyard, and you're trying to buy, what, a $2,000 watch? Well, yeah. What time you got? That's not a $2,000 watch. <laughs> what time you got? 20 past? 40 past? Quarter till. Okay, that's the time I got, so that one works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, are you a brand whore? Well, everybody likes certain things, of course. Really? Really. I promise you, I could take a lie detector and can't tell you what kind of shoes these are. <laughs> but I'm not really into that, so I don't guess that's a fair comparison. I don't think we used to, we used to not be into that either, but when we started having the money coming in, it was easy to go, <clears throat> oh, I can afford that coach, me, I love coach purses. I could afford that coach <clears throat> purse. And then, what, one point I had about 40, yeah. 40 purses. Mm -hmm. That's to carry all the money you didn't have after you bought yeah. <laughs> 40 purses. I, I, assume nice. they, I assume they were all empty. <laughs> if you think I'm being critical, no. you're wrong, because I am. I am being critical. I am criticizing the motivation for what you're doing. And you're not, you don't get it yet. I don't want you to leave here not getting it. I don't want people at home that are doing the same thing you're doing to finish this show and not get it. The, the, the mistake number two that people make is they tie their self-worth to material possessions. Why is it important to you to walk in somewhere with a tag watch on? Just makes you feel good. Tell know. me how that works. How, how does something wrapped around your wrist make you feel good? Because it's something self-worth. I don't know. Something that, hey, look, I got something that's nice. It, it just makes you feel not so, I don't know, makes you feel like your self-worth got something. So people look at you and go, he's got on a tag watch. Of course. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah. I, I go to out and, do, I, and I look you... at people and I go, oh, they got a Rolex on. That's sweet. You know, you're like, <laughs> wow, check them out. They must be doing good. So you're willing to put your family in debt to impress people you don't know? Hopefully not. I mean, I, sh I shouldn't want to put my family in debt. Let's try this again. Okay. You're telling me that you're willing to put your family in debt to wear a watch that you think may impress people you don't even know. Yeah. Now this is where you give me the honest answer. I would have to say yes. I'd want to at least look good, yes. Hearing it put the way I've put it, What's your reaction to that? Because I got the feeling that's not the way you expressed it to yourself when you were telling her that yeah, there's money in true. the account you wanted to get that watch. Um, I'm coming to you with your 40 bags. It's just yeah. right now. Uh, it's just uh, I don't want to put my family in jeopardy. Obviously, I have from my past actions. Hopefully, from here forward, I wouldn't. Okay, but has, but has nobody ever talked to you about this like I'm talking to you about it now? No. No. no nobody's ever grabbed you and... Shook me? No. But why? I don't know. I think my mom sometimes tries to. I don't want to try to. I want to yeah. do it. I want to shake you till your head rattles. So you come out here and go, you know, I got to look at this differently. He's right. Totally. I, I am, I, I'm a, I've got to lead this family with some responsibility. I've got to step up and tell myself no. Because you know what feels good? You know what feels better than walking into a room with a fancy watch to impress people? Is walking into a room with a fancy watch that you can afford. That's true. That you worked for, that you earned. Because when you buy things and you finance them, when you know you can't pay for them, that's nothing but theft. All right, we, we got to take a break here. Uh, how, 
just how life in cramped quarters is really cramping their style. Is this going to be a motivation that they want to do different so they can move away from that situation, or are they just going to succumb to it? We'll talk about all that when we come back. Intimacy in the trailer, horrible. When we had a big house, the kids could be on their side of the house playing, and we could be having mommy and daddy time. Now, we have no locks on the doors, so mom doesn't like to do anything when the kids are home, and it uh, makes it very tough for both of us. Tomorrow, on an all-new Dr. Phil. I'm at Dr. Phil. Excuse me. I gotta call you back. You're rude. No, you are. The rudeness epidemic. It's just kind of a synonym for bully. I don't consider myself a big bully. You called your ex-wife fat and lazy. Somebody has to say something. The top five rude behaviors. She interrupts all the time. And the best ways to fight back. <laughs> Here we go. This she is actually This asked. is what I mean. You shouldn't ask me. I know you're being horrible. Then on Monday... These are pictures of Layla with bruises under her neck. Somebody did something really bad to that little girl. I don't know, but my daughter spends a lot of time with my mother. That's Monday. When the kids are sleeping, my husband's sleeping, I, um, I will cry about it, and I will think about the past, and I will think of the things that we had, and how nice it was, and how easy it was, and that's hard on me because I, that's, this is not what I imagined for my family. Brad and Yvonne fight over his spending on extravagant things while she's trying to save for a house. They lost their 3,200-square-foot home on a golf course and are now living with their two kids in an RV in their, her parents' backyard. Now, you know what really strikes me about this, about y'all are two things. Number one, and I think everybody in this room would agree Y'all are very nice people. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, obviously you are. You're not crazy. You're not, not. you're not, <laughs> seriously, you're not dysfunctional in, in, as a husband and a wife and as moms and dads. You're hardworking, you're industrious, and you are indulgent. You indulge yourself. So how do such nice, intelligent people get in such a pickle? For me, it was just, like I said, an addiction. It was like, oh, I want that, oh, now that's not, that purse isn't in style anymore. Now I want this purse. Or... Um, clothes or going on trips was fun, you know. Throwing the parties was fun because I was able to provide everything for my guests. So we were known for great fun parties. So for me, it was like um, it was a high, I guess you could say. Okay, when it came time to lose the house, did all those people that came to those parties and drink that booze and eat that food come by and say, hey, I know y'all are having trouble. We just wanted to kind of put a hundred down on your house here. To help you, I mean, no. No. what were you? What, what's the payoff for doing sixty parties? Where's the word no in in your vocabulary? It was gone. It's it wasn't. Gone. It wasn't there. It That's what's so hard for me now because, like, it's sometimes when he does want something, I feel like I'm constantly saying no, 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 no. So I feel like I'm. I know he feels that I'm being like a mom type. You're, oh, there she goes, telling me I can't house, and they're telling me what to do. Why or not is she to having do. to tell you this though? <laughs> um, I guess I haven't learned up to the point. I, I, I mean, I want to get us out of what we're in, but it's just really hard to change your lifestyle. It's hard to do a life-changing uh, ordeal right away. I mean, it, does, it, it didn't happen overnight, but uh, to get out of it, it's going to take us a little bit of time. Okay, but 
having, you know, I always say when you choose the behavior, you choose the consequences, you say it's hard to change your lifestyle. You've already done that. That's true. You're living in an RV. Yeah. In your in-laws backyard. Correct. Now, what's next? A, a tent? I hope not. Or but, moving in the house and sharing no. a bathroom with your mother-in-law? No. 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 I mean, just how important is that watch? Not that important. <laughs> not that important. No, well, I would think not. Look, there is freedom in saying no. There, it, it's kind of like what has been chic for a, a number of years has been consumption. You know, live big, consume big, have big, oh. look at all of this, look at all these toys. Maybe the new sheep needs to be efficiency, living smarter, yeah. not bigger, living smarter. There's freedom in saying no. There's freedom in pulling up in a car that you own. Exactly. Where you, you pull the covers up around your neck at night and say, you know, we don't have much, but we own it. But it's all paid exactly. for. We don't, we don't have this burden of debt mm -hmm. on us. Using borrowing power to extend your standard of living is is just so wrong because that hits and and you have to understand with these credit card companies if you go in and pay five hundred dollars for a purse and you put it on a credit card and then you pay the minimum payment you're probably going to pay six or seven thousand dollars for that purse so if yeah. they walked in there and said okay here's this purse i know it says five hundred but it's really seven thousand would you like to have it no. how about two no no you would no. say no. no but that's the reality you, that's what true. i'm saying you're 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 being functionally blind because you're Definitely. not asking yourself the serious questions i agree so mm. you you, you and, and one of the things uh, my dad told me real early on and I, i'll admit i grew up very poor we didn't have any credit accounts because you we didn't have any money. You, you didn't, that just wasn't, we didn't have bank accounts. You lived hand to mouth with cash that day. But, you know, my, my dad always told me early on, you don't finance toys. That's you don't true. finance toys. If you, if you want a toy, you save up and buy it. You want a four-wheeler, you save up and buy it. You want a boat, you save up and buy it. You don't finance toys. I agree. I am hoping that I, I'm giving you a serious wake-up call here. Uh, it's easy just to forget about it. <clears throat> Um, that's my biggest thing is I just forget about it. try and squish it and not think about it and try and hope it'll work its way out, but it's not gonna. It I, need, I need to won't focus work on its it. way out. It is a debt, and yeah. somebody is on the other side of that it, and they are going to collect it with a vengeance totally. because they need the money to feed their family. Yeah. So you went and bought something, and they extended you that credit. They're going to get their money, they are gonna haunt you till the end of the earth to get their money because you owe it, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. So what you have to do at this point is decide, you know what, he's right. My measure of success is not gonna be an accumulation of goods. My measure of success is gonna be financial freedom. And what I am gonna do is start liquidating every single thing we have that we do not need to take care of our children. You need to sell every four-wheeler. You need to forget about new acquisitions. Do not acquire anything new. You bought a $1,000 barbecue grill when you moved the RV into the backyard. Are you kidding me? You gotta have a good barbecue. No, you yeah, don't have to have a good barbecue. You don't have to have squat. Totally. You don't have to have a new barbecue. That needs to go on eBay. Everything you don't That's need right. sure. to survive, you need to liquidate and start paying bills yeah. down. You need to get rid of this crap.
Okay, we're going to keep talking about financial things. I want you all to keep listening. I'm going to talk to some other people. I want you to keep listening. Everything I'm talking about today applies to everybody that's in the situation you're in. Now, the economic downturn is even forcing a group of popular housewives to downsize their lavish lifestyles. We're going to meet them and reveal the next biggest money mistake people make when we come back. Your mom or dad home? No. No? Well, I'm here to serve an eviction notice. You lied to me, Frank. You lied to me. I'm not going to be a victim. Monday with the Dr. Phil family. Alexandra does not know that I am the one that called DCF. These are pictures of Layla with bruises under her neck. I tried to say this so many times. My plan is to get emergency custody of Nathan and Layla. I'm going to raise my child. That's my daughter. The mother is not here. Alex was a no-show. There's a warrant for my arrest. I want to help you as much as I can. Okay, well, what do you want me to do? I want you to answer the phone when I'm it rings. I'm sorry, Dr. Phillips. I'm not there to answer the phone every time your producer calls. Alexandra, your children hang in the balance, your freedom hangs in the balance, and I'm trying to help you, and I'm tired of listening to your lip. Now, if you want my help, then say thank you. I'll take your help, and if you don't, hang up. That's Monday. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth. But when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential Television. We've been talking about the biggest financial mistakes people make, and we all do make financial mistakes. As I've said, a lot of people are in financial trouble right now for decisions that we didn't make. Now, we're going to talk to three women, some who had to give up their lavish lifestyles and downsize. Vicki, Gina, and Lynn are three of the housewives featured on the popular Bravo series, The Real Housewives of Orange County. Now here's Gina dealing with some of her finances with her son. I'm not good at budgeting. It's weird to be at a point where you have to think before you make a purchase. I just never had to do it. I come home and I see the receipt on the counter of a $200 lunch at the St. Regis. It was my girlfriend's birthday. When you were making a million dollars a year on real estate, then you could go spend $400 on lunch and $600 at dinner. It's, it was fine. It's just hard to change that quickly. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. I just called myself an old dog, didn't I? You said that, I didn't say that. <laughs> you have a son that is kind of having a hard time adjusting to this, right? My oldest, of course, because yeah. he's lived the lavish lifestyle the longest. He's had the toughest time. Yvonne, how tough is it with your kids? It's tough. It's really tough. They're not as old, you know, they're younger, but it's tough because I wanted to give them everything that I was getting. I wanted them to have the nice bedrooms, the nice decor on it, the cute little outfits for everything. I have two girls, so it's fun to, to give them the best clothes and take them places. And your son's how old? He is now 23. He's 23. And you're paying for his SUV, his Escalade? 
some during the off season. He's a professional baseball player, and when you're in the minor leagues, you have a set amount of money you make. But yeah. the six months you're off, you don't have a salary. But can he afford that car? During the season, he can. During the well, off season, you don't buy cars yeah. by the season. Well, see, this is what I—he was supposed to get a job. Know, this, is, this is what I don't understand. I, I really don't understand. No, he's had it for a year and a half, and he was fine. It's just now that I don't have the money to help him that we're having difficulty. And he bought a dog. The dog kind of threw his finances in. You know, I bought a $4,000 dog. So that kind of hurt his budgeting. So. Okay, but <laughs> let me get this right. He went and bought a $4,000 dog. Yeah. And he wants you to make his car payments. Yes. What, what's wrong with that thinking? I need to work harder. Is <laughs> I need to get another job. No. And, and he does want you to downsize so you can afford more stuff. Yes, all the children want me to sell. I have a 9,000, 8,000-something square foot house, and they're like, it's going to be just you alone. We want you to downsize. But it's not that they really want me to downsize. It's just like downsize so you can afford you to, to buy me up, a nicer car. They want you to free up money. <laughs> yeah. So you, it's a good thought. Do you all talk <laughs> to her about this? Not really. I have. This is kind I'll of the try, first I've heard what, about What have the you car. said to her about Well, I'm a financial planner, so for me, I, I look at life differently. My son drives a 2001 paid-for Tahoe, and when he will get a new one was when he will be able to afford a new one. He's 23. We don't overspend because we don't ever want to get in this situation. I want to make sure we live within our means. So I look at every dollar that goes out and every dollar comes in, and there's more being saved than we're spending right now because I want to save for that rainy day, and yeah. I want to make sure that I'm going to be okay for yeah. retirement. I look at retirement as around the corner, you know. What you, what's your position in all of well, this? Well, right now, we are, we're a two-car family. We took the car we gave to my daughter for her birthday. We had to take that away from her because she was not making the insurance payment. Now, my husband, we had to size down, so now he drives her car, and um, so I have a car that I recently paid cash but for. But your husband wasn't forthcoming with you about no. the financial situation, right? No. What, what happened? This is just an ongoing thing with my husband. Well, he doesn't, he's not honest. Well, he'll get, he'll have, he's a builder in Orange County. Right now, the building industry is really downhill, but he was already spending that money that he thought he was going to be well, receiving how from much do you know about, jobs. How much do you know about the overall family finances? Just from what I, what I hear from him, what he tells me. Do you know how much money is in savings? Do you know how much he makes? Do you know how much is in retirement? Do nothing. you know what the overall nothing. budget is? Nothing. I know there's is? nothing. I Do know. you know what the overall budget is to run the house? Do you know Basically, what the overruns know what the, are? Do now you, I know what it is in the past six months because I've taken charge and I now I have my own business. Because you said you had a question, how do I trust him to, to tell me the truth? To be honest with me because I, I well, hear... Why would you trust him to tell you the truth? He hasn't before and the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. If he hasn't been forthcoming before and nothing has happened to change him, he probably won't be forthcoming in the future, which means you need to get in the loop and find out for yourself. Women need to know what's going on in the family finances, whether you're the breadwinner, the, the stay-at-home mom, whatever. You need to know because what happens if all of a sudden he, God forbid, gets hit by a truck and he's gone and you're like, well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't even but know the account. She's got life insurance. That's all I have to yes. say, right? <laughs> all right, coming up, one of these housewives asked the other to borrow money. We're going to find out what the answer was and why when we come back. But first, Vicki shows her latest ring to one of the other housewives, Tamara.
God, what is on your finger? <gasps> I know. Holy mother of Jesus. Are you kidding me? No, Don bought it for me. Six and a half carats. Oh Very excited. So you guys are doing good. Yeah. You know, life is a marriage is like this. Yeah. You just have to go up and down and ride the roller coaster. months ago, Gina called me and said that she wanted to borrow some money, and I just said, no, that's the last I heard of her. She lives two doors down from me. Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable. Really? I never even see her. I don't even know what's going on. We're talking about the biggest money mistakes people make. Now, with me now are three of the real housewives of Orange County, Vicki, Gina, and Lynn. Now, Gina asked Vicki if she could borrow some money. Vicki said no. Uh, did this affect your friendship? I hope not. I Did hope it? not. I don't think so. I mean, at the What'd time... What did you think it, when she said no? I respected her opinion. You know, I didn't understand it because I will write a check to a friend in a heartbeat. Well, you didn't talk to her but for two weeks. That's not uncommon with us because she travels and I travel, so... But, you know, I think my feelings were probably hurt. Yeah. Because it was only for a week. So... I've heard the weak stories when you borrow money to friends and unless you're willing to give it to a friend um, and I'm not willing to do that because I work very 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 hard and I've borrowed money to people in the past and it doesn't come back and then the friendship is destroyed so um, that's not worth it I'd rather be friends true friends without money involved and I just think right. that destroys friendships okay well you had a question for me you said how do I not feel guilty oh. yes. about my kids and your children resent you yeah, some because they're not getting they're, what their yeah. friends are getting. Exactly, they're uh, not getting brand new BMWs for their 16th birthday. You know, they're it's well, just not happening. No, she was 18. No, they're just they, not. They shouldn't be. But they have not, to earn it. Yes, they but, have to earn it. But I think there's a silver lining to every cloud, and in this economic turndown, I think that silver lining is this is a teachable moment in these children's lives. Your kids don't know what they can do, and they're going to get into their life, and it will not be a success-only journey. Right. I promise you, they will not get on the adult life scale and just go tick, 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 you know, level off in their 70s, and that's going to be their experience. They're going to go up, then it's going to go down. This right. economy is going to cycle in, it's going to cycle out. They're going to lose jobs. They're going to get laid off. They may get a divorce. They may have to divide everything in half. And if they've never been told no, if they've never had to sacrifice, if they've never seen you sacrifice, if they have never seen that and realized that, you know what, you can go through that and you're just fine. You come out the other side, you're just fine. I, I can remember when I was your son's age, yeah. the biggest present I got for Robin an entire year was $11.90. And it was a, what, what did they call it? That this macrame, what was it? Embroidery kit. Em, embroidery kit. Uh -huh. And yes. it was. It was adorable. And I did the whole thing and I made a pillow out of it. Aww. Yeah. And I think I still have it. Cute. But it was, a, it was like $11.90. Yes. And, 90 yes. Cents. yes. It was and it was a, and you had to work to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not, yes, I did. No, not like that. <laughs> not, not like that. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I She's meant. Red. No, I meant I, I hid it in a field. 
Yes, you did. <laughs> right? Uh, yes, you did. You took me on a little scavenger hunt. And it started in the kitchen when I opened the newspaper and you took me all over the apartment and out into the parking lot and then into a field and it was under a, a little rose bush. Yeah. Yes, it was so, so cute. It was 11 bucks. I mean, yes. one of the biggest mistakes that, that you make is parenting children out of guilt, buying things for kids out of guilt when there's no money. Right. You, you, you don't do that. It, not yeah. only is it it's wrong to do it financially, it's wrong to do it for them. Your job is to prepare them for the next level of life and you don't prepare them for the next level of life by having them live a fiction. If there's no money, they need to hear there's no money. And they criticize you and say, well, you downsize if you want us to sacrifice. Right. Yeah, maybe you need to hear that. Don't feel guilty about this. And you were right to not loan her money. You know, unless I mean, you was, are prepared to start had, working yeah. for her, you don't want to borrow money for her. Because when you do, you're working for her. Because now she's going to come in and take your inventory. She's going to say, well, what are you spending this on? Right. Well, why did you buy that? I well, when did you spend this money instead of paying it back to me? Mm -hmm. You don't want that. <laughs> I'd rather pick up pop bottles along the side of the street and cash them in <laughs> than, than borrow money from a friend. <laughs> no, not just this no, friend, any that, friend. People that work for me are very blessed. I mean, my business has grown 70% over the last three years because I have a business plan. I know what my limitations are, and I know what I can what I can do. And, and I know that when I start borrowing money to people, I have to be okay with not receiving it back. Now, you didn't ask us to mention this at all, but I'm, I, I want to mention it because I think it's on point. You, you've actually written a book that's coming out in a couple of weeks mm -hmm. entitled More Than a Housewife. Right. And yeah. I am. I'm more than a housewife. I love cooking. I love cleaning. But there's a lot more to me than just being a housewife, more than the show. Um, the show's only been in my life five years. I was a single mom. I had a struggle. I didn't grow up rich. I value every dollar I make and I value every dollar I spend. So I get scared. I think, what if tomorrow I can never work again? Well, that's one of the, you know? that's one of the other biggest mistakes that people make, mm -hmm. and that is failing to save for an economic downturn. Right. All right, next, we're going to add somebody to this conversation. One of Hollywood's top divorce attorneys is going to share some of the biggest mistakes women make when it comes to money and marriage. This is important for everybody to hear. We'll run back. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. You called your ex-wife fat and lazy. Somebody has to say something. The rudeness epidemic. She interrupts all the time. Because they're basically talking. That's tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by... If you'd like to purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. 866-437-7445. Money is the number one reason couples head to divorce court. I mean, it is. If you talk to family law attorneys, and you say, what's the biggest complaint you get coming in here? Uh, it's they're fighting over money. And it's always that there's not enough, they don't agree, one is spending more than the other thinks is reasonable, but it's always about money. Now, joining me is family law attorney Melanie Mandels, whose firm is currently representing Mel Gibson's wife, Robin, and other clients have included Tom Cruise, Clint Eastwood, Angelina Jolie, so they get into the money game. And you see big mistakes with, with big clients and not so big clients, right? That's right. So what are the biggest mistakes? What do women need to know? As far as women are concerned, I think women would really benefit from 
a greater knowledge of their financial situation. Um, because after all, they're in a marriage, they're partners, they should have as much information as their husband has about income, assets, and debts. Like for instance, I'm really shocked when I have a client come in who will tell me that she has no idea really how much her, her husband earns. And even if I say, oh, do you, do you file tax returns each year? They'll say, oh, yes, and I just sign them. But they don't have a great concept of how much income their husband is earning. Why is that important once they get into a divorce situation that they know what has been earned over the last, say, four or five years in a row? What, that, that has an immediate impact on what they can ask for, correct? That's right. It is directly tied to spousal support and child support. Talk about this point about where all the assets are, knowing how to even know to ask or get information about it. In today's world with the economy, I think it's a perfect opportunity for a woman who may not know about where all the assets are, what they have, or what their total debts are to, to approach that subject with their husband. You could say something along the lines of, look, I've seen it all over the news. I've talked to my friends. I know that people are really struggling. I know that the stock market is down. Where are we? How much do we have in savings? What do we spend every month? What's our monthly nut? Where are all of our assets? What do we have in retirement? I mean, those are all really, really important questions that a lot of women just don't ask, and, and they should have that information. Because they may be driving up to see you in a $100,000 car, but not know that they're $2 million in debt. She comes in, and she's done to the nines, and beautiful clothing, and jewelry, and hair, and, and she has no idea. And so through the divorce process, we gather all the documents, and we find out what there is and sometimes what there isn't. And it's, it can be very shocking to women. And it's just better if they, if they know what, what is there before they, they start yeah, they the divorce be, process. They may be wearing their net worth. That's right. Um, you know, That's seriously, right. with the jewelry and that sort of thing. In this economic turndown, I have seen uh, reports that more men are filing now in this economic downturn. Are you seeing that? Men are now learning that since support is based upon historical earnings and largely the, I would say, the last two to three years of earnings, if their earnings have been down, they might be interested in if they've been in an unhappy marriage, pulling the trigger on divorce now. Locking, during the, during the yes, valley. Yes, locking in a support obligation at a lower income level than say what they were earning five years ago. It's important that women not agree to a non-modifiable support order. They should be able to come back in once he gets his business back and starts making more money. They should okay. be able to live at the marital standard. All right, that's great information. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. All right, coming up, the audience gets to ask me some questions. We'll be right back. DrPhil.com, brought to you in part by... Are you waking in the night? Natural Midnight's the one you can take anytime, before bed or the middle of the night, with no morning grogginess. Natural Midnight or Midnight PM. Problem solved. Travel consideration provided by... Get Dentem to replace a lost filling. Or re-cement a loose cap. Get Dentem. It's time for the audience to ask me some questions. You know, what I've said is, look, I always ask you guys to just be honest and say things about yourself and your private life. So I said, this year, I'm going to do the same thing. We call it, it's your turn, Dr. Phil. <laughs> so I just pick some from the audience. Let's see, where's Judy? Where are you, Judy, Judy? Oh, you're right there. You said, do you do chores around the house? And if so, what, right? No. 
<laughs> okay. Um, what? Oh. I, I, you I'm gotta just, do some chores. I'm just being honest. I, I don't do chores you around the house. You don't do chores. No, okay. I don't. I, there, there's nothing for me to do. No. He, he don't you not feed the do dog? Chores. No, what? He, don't you feed the dog? Oh, sure. We both feed the dog. Right, oh, no, I feed the dog. <laughs> no, you don't. I get that cup and put that no, in there. Honey, oh, honey, you're you don't. You're not around when I feed the dog. You don't feed the dog. You don't do chores. You, you do not do chores. What? Nothing, nothing. Shame on you. Look at That's me. the pup. <laughs> now, I, you take that back. No, I'm not. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Take and don't it back. you say that in front of her either. <laughs> All right, let's see. All right, where's uh, Pat? You want to know what my middle name is? Get a life. <laughs> my middle name is Calvin. Cal? Oh my God. Calvin. Oh. Philip Calvin I mean, McGraw. I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> yeah. I actually do have a real name. My name is. First here, it doesn't say Dr. Phil. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you watch reality TV? That's from Vera. Where are you? No. No, I don't. I don't watch much TV, actually. I, I watch sports, mostly. Oh. Um, I watch every re reality show on TV. Really? Yes. I'm going to watch Housewives of Orange County to see what's going on. I, I am. every season. Let's see. Where's uh, Alexa? Oh, you're back there behind the camera. Okay. You said, what made you want to do what you do for a living? You know, I, I will answer that. Ever since I was very young, I've been very fascinated with figuring out why people do what they do and don't do what they don't do. I, I really have, even at a very young age. I, I was always, you know, I'd, I'd look at my, I had three sisters, and I would look at them and say, why do they do that? And the, the further I got into it, I was just fascinated by human functioning and what motivates people and even what makes people do crazy things and, and why highly successful people are successful. I've studied success all of my life, like a thousand case studies over the years. I, I just got really intrigued with it and I, and I absolutely love it. And to me, to have a platform like this where we have the opportunity to talk about common, sensible, usable information in people's lives, I, I go home at the end of the day feeling really good about that. And just like talking with you guys today, if I can do a wake-up call with you guys and really give you permission to take pride in efficiency instead of material things and, and help, help you guys not feel guilt in, in not being able to give, give, give to your kids all the time so you can look them in the eye and say, I don't feel guilty about this. And you need to get behind me on this. If, if I can do it with y'all and millions of people are watching, that's a huge opportunity. And I think it's one of the highest and best uses of television. And so I, to me, it's, it's a dream come true. We'll be right back. You heard what I said on the show, but to find out what I said after the show, visit DrPhil.com and click on Dr. Phil Uncensored. I want to thank all of my guests today, including family law attorney Melanie Mandels. And remember to watch season five of The Real Housewives of Orange County. It's on every Thursday 
on Bravo. And I'm going to tune in and see what you girls are up to. Uh, go to drphil.com for more financial mistakes and everything we talked about today. And I'm going to have a link to uh, your law firm. So if people have questions, they can uh, contact you there. Uh, you can also find me on my blog at blog.drphil.com, and you can find me on Twitter as well, which I really enjoy talking back and forth with you guys. You give me some great ideas for shows, by the way. Thanks for being here. So long. thank all of my guests today, including family law attorney Melanie Mandels. And remember to watch season five of The Real Housewives of Orange County. It's on every Thursday on Bravo. And I'm going to tune in and see what you girls are up to. Uh, go to drphil.com for more financial mistakes and everything we talked about today. And I'm going to have a link to uh, your law firm. So if people have questions, they can uh, contact you there. Uh, you can also find me on my blog at blog.drphil.com, and you can find me on Twitter as well, which I really enjoy talking back and forth with you guys. You give me some great ideas for shows, by the way. Thanks for being here. So long. Thanks,